everyone and welcome. Welcome to Thinking Out Loud episode one. This was originally planned to be episode two, so I will introduce myself properly in the coming episodes. But for now, I just want to get straight into it. So today I'm going to be chatting to you about the famous disappearance of Gabby Petito. This has been all over the news and what started out as the disappearance of a travel blogger after a road trip across America with her boyfriend has now turned into a murder with the prime suspect missing. But I'm getting a bit ahead of myself here. Most of you are probably wondering who the heck is Gabby Petito. Let's get into it. Gabby was a young American girl, aged 22, popular on YouTube and Instagram as she shared the travels of her and her boyfriend, Brian Laundrie. However, as we all know, social media is fake. It shows the side we want to be seen and there was definitely a side to their relationship that they kept hidden. Now, lots of Gabby's videos were of her smiling and talking to the camera, showing happiness and peace. And she seemingly was happy with her lifestyle, with friends commenting that she was excited to be on her journey and was just enjoying being herself. Now, Gabby is dead. And through interviews with friends and family, police cameras and dash cams, the hidden side of her life and relationship with Brian has been revealed. And Brian is missing, currently wanted by police. And the whole world, including me, is watching her story in the hopes that the police can find whoever did this to her. The fateful trip began in early July when Gabby and Brian set off on the adventure of a lifetime in their white van. They travelled across the US for over a month and saw the beautiful attractions of their country. As the journey continued, many photos of them together were shared, as well as videos of them sitting in their tent relaxing and chatting purely enjoying being in nature together. From an outsider's perspective, they were living the dream as their reality. In one video in particular, Gabby films herself sitting in her tent while Brian is meditating outside doing yoga, and Gabby says that their plan for the day is just to hang out in the tent together and chill out for the rest of the day. By mid-August, the image of the lifestyle they've created rapidly begins to unravel in the public eye with followers and people around them beginning to notice the change. One night, a 911 call was placed by a concerned neighbour saying, Hi, I'm calling to report a domestic dispute. They just drove off. 911 dispatcher, what were they doing? Reporter, we drove by and he was slapping the girl. He was slapping her? Yes, and then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car and drove off. All right, I will let somebody know. Thank you. This phone call was a fight between Gabby and Brian. Police were able to respond quickly to this phone call with police body cams recording them following Brian's car. His driving was obviously unsafe and he was pulled over after hitting a curb with police following closely behind. With the police body cam still rolling, a different side of the relationship can be seen. The officer, Officer Robbins, approaches the car with Brian in the driver's seat and asks for their names. After getting their names, Officer Robbins asks what's going on and noticing that Gabby is crying, asks why is she crying? Gabby answers with, I'm just crying. We've been fighting this morning, some personal issues. She's clearly upset, crying out of breath when Brian cuts in. It's been a long day. We were camping yesterday and camping got the stuff wise and stuff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I hit a bump there. Well, I'm sorry too, Brian, but that sentence doesn't make sense to me. 
Your girlfriend is clearly upset and you make no effort to comfort her. Instead, you apologize for hitting a bump on the road and appear to forget how English sentences are formed. At this point, Gabby says, I was distracting him from driving. I'm sorry. The police camera footage shows Gabby being asked to step out of the van. And she does, shaking and crossing her arms over her body as if to hide or protect herself. I have a blog, she says, so I've been building my website. I've been really stressed and he doesn't really believe that I could do any of it. So that's been, I don't know, like he's a downer. We've been fighting all morning and he wouldn't let me in the car before. Officer Robbins, why wouldn't he let you in the car? He told me I needed to calm down. But I'm perfectly calm. I'm calm all the time and he really stressed me out. This is just a rough morning. After this conversation, police asked Gabby to sit in their police car where she was able to make some phone calls in private. And for the next hour, the officers went between Gabby and Brian trying to make sense of the story. Now here's the part for me that gets me genuinely confused. The witness called and reported seeing Brian hit Gabby. And she's then told the police he was telling her to calm down and wouldn't let her in the car. However, police do not check Gabby for bruises, scratches or any other sign that she's been physically hurt, but check Brian, who proceeds to explain that the scratches on his face were caused by Gabby trying to get her keys from him. He even admits to pushing her a couple of times, pushing her away, but says it was to get her to calm down. Now, as a young woman myself, if someone pushed me and told me to calm down, it would only make me more angry or upset. Now, even more bizarre is that the officer then asks to see Brian's hands and after him pointing out all the scratches on his hands, they concluded that it was Gabby who attacked Brian. All throughout this, Brian remains calm and collected and even laughs with the other officer, the complete opposite of Gabby's demeanor. Now, 60 Minutes Australia did an episode on Gabby's disappearance last week, and they had a qualified criminal profiler, Laura Richards, come as part of the show. She analyzed Gabby and Brian's behavior, saying that Gabby was the true victim. She points out that as soon as the van is pulled over, Gabby tries to take the blame. She acts like she's walking on eggshells and does not want to get Brian into trouble, and that to her is a red flag. She also mentions the calm demeanour of Brian and how he instantly places the blame onto Gabby. Laura Richards believes it was at this moment that police failed to stop tragedy that was about to come for Gabby. She said, and I quote, For me, it is a murder in slow motion. This was preventable. One human being behaving in a way that is controlling and manipulative Not just to his partner, but to police officers. He clearly lied to police officers and they believed everything he said. The police officer then recommends the two to spend the night away from each other and meet back up tomorrow. He then relays some messages from Gabby to Brian, which were, she loves him, looking forward to seeing him tomorrow, and not to forget a phone charger. Laura Richards, the criminal profiler, points out the relief that is seen in Brian's face as he has just been greenlit as the abuser. There are no consequences, and while he continues to joke around and laugh with police, Gabby is left by herself 50 metres away in the police car with no idea what is happening around her. Gabby and Brian reunite the next morning and continue their journey towards Wyoming. 
For the next few weeks, everything appears to be normal. She posts regularly on social media platforms until the 25th of August. Gabby posted her final photo before she went quiet. This was also the last day she spoke to her family. On the 27th of August, Gabby and Brian were spotted having an argument in a restaurant by another couple, Matt and Nina. This beautiful couple was enjoying a short holiday before a friend's wedding they'd be attending when they unknowingly crossed paths with Gabby and Brian. They pulled over for a short lunch break where Brian was in the middle of an argument with restaurant staff. Nina describes him to be angry, temperamental and rude, saying that she herself felt uncomfortable and that Brian was creeping her out and that to her, Gabby looked like she was at a breaking point. Matt went on to say that it felt like it was the last straw for them and they may have been the last people to see Gabby alive. Nina added that not only did we see them, but we saw them have an altercation. So that paints a clear picture of both of their personalities. No one has since come forward and this may have been the last time that Gabby was seen alive. After two months on the road with his fiancée, Brian returned home to his parents' house without Gabby. There was no mention of her or her whereabouts from Brian or his parents. After days of silence, Gabby's family reported her missing on the 11th of September. The Grand Tetons in America is a national park in Wyoming that draws thousands of visitors every year. The beautiful landscape was visited by YouTube travel bloggers who call themselves Red, White and Bethune. Jen and Kyle Bethune are a couple similar to Gabby and Brian, sharing their road tripping adventures with their kids and their dogs on their popular YouTube channel, Red, White and Bethune. In late August, they too were travelling through the National Park to tick it off their bucket list when they spotted a white van. In a video Jen posted, she explains that the reason that they were interested in saying hi to the owner of the van was that it has Florida license place, since they were from Florida themselves. When they went over to the van, it was dark and all closed up and they assumed that the owner was just out hiking, which makes sense in that situation. At the time, this was pretty much the only thought they had about the van. However, when the news about Gabby's disappearance started appearing on news headlines, the memory of the abandoned white van on the side of the road came to mind. Jen ran to her laptop and started going through all of her GoPro footage, praying that she had caught the van on her GoPro camera as they were filming the road. After sifting through her photos, she spotted a little white image in the corner of her screen. And as they got closer, it became apparent that she had unknowingly filmed the location of Gabby's missing van. After handing in their tip, the police searched the area. A short way off from her van, police found the, the body of Gabby Petito and an autopsy confirmed everyone's fears. Gabby Petito, a 22-year-old life-loving travel blogger, had been murdered. But the only person most likely to know what happened to Gabby disappeared himself. 
According to Brian's parents, who have not been cooperating in Gabby's missing persons case, Brian went for a hike in a wildlife reserve in Florida. Now this strikes everyone as a bit odd because this time of year in Florida, it's very hot and rainy. Most hiking trails are flooded and it's alligator and snake infested. Why would you go for a hike in a wildlife reserve in these conditions while your fiance is missing? According to police, the parents will not speak unless it is about helping find their son as they want to help find their son and they're not helpful at all in the disappearance of Gabby. Now the investigation into Gabby's murder relies on finding Brian and a warrant has been issued for his arrest. We do not know what Brian has said to his family about Gabby's disappearance as they will not speak to the police. However, the police failed to ask Brian and his family questions immediately after Gabby was reported missing, as no crime had been committed. This was despite the fact that Gabby had disappeared, Brian was the last person to see her before her disappearance, and friends and family reporting her behaviour was abnormal to not be checking in with her family. Gabby's disappearance has sparked many true crime fans to become at-home detectives, investigating her disappearance and using platforms such as TikTok to send Brian messages and videos. Even Dog the Bounty Hunter has vowed to find Brian. People have begun to go through old Instagram posts and YouTube videos, trying to see if there is a clue that will help solve this crime. Gabby's family has stated that they're beyond grateful to both couples who came forward with information that led to the discovery of Gabby, with their priority now to be finding Brian. Gabby needs peace and Brian needs to come to justice. Currently, the FBI, police and Dog the Bounty Hunter are still looking for Brian. On the 29th of September, Dog released the claim that he is closing in on Brian's location after receiving a valuable tip. This tip allowed Dog to discover that Brian's parents had registered to stay at a national park twice, on September 1st till September 3rd and September 6th till 8th. Both of these dates are after any communication with Gabby was received and only three days before she was reported officially missing. There are cameras at the entry and exit of the park and Dog claims that after September 6th, Despite three people entering the park, only two left on the 8th, leaving Brian unaccounted for. Brian's parents reported him missing on the 17th of September. Unfortunately, that is all the information we have surrounding the disappearance of Gabby Petito, and all we need is for Brian to be found alive. My current theory is that Brian did kill Gabby, and his parents are helping him cover his tracks. The thought of him also being dead has crossed my mind, but for the sake of Gabby and her family needing closure, I hope that this is not the case. Thank you for joining me on this journey of deceit and disappearance, and I hope to make a part two once Brian is found.